Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Zach Boyd, man. He's back in the house, and you know what Rack City Zach means? We're going to talk a little bit of hoops. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies. We're back in action tomorrow night, playing the Heat. Heat who dropped LeBron's Lakers, and now the Lakers are 3-4 and four on the season. LeBron James passed up the opportunity to hit the winning bucket, to throw it to a wide-open Laker player, because I don't remember who it was. Brick. Man, I'll tell you one thing, MJ's going to take that shot. <laughs> Promise you that. Promise you that. <laughs> now I sound like Skip Bayless, and I can't stand that fool. Um, now, um, we got to talk about the Tiger basketball team, the Grizzlies, and so much more. But i got to remind you, this whole hour is brought to you by the best, and that'd be Tito's Handmade Vodka. If life hands you lemons, you don't freak out. You don't fret. You don't even stress. You just make a lemon drop. Make sure it's with the best. That's Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted and still right here in the United States, down in Austin, Texas. And it's uh, six times distilled, then stilled in classic copper pots. That's why it's got a very unique flavor, slightly sweet with a black pepper note balancing everything out. It doesn't matter if you're crafting a cocktail or drinking it neat. Get your Tito's on today. And by the way, Tito's is the vodka for dog lovers. Serious is a heart attack. Tito Beverage has rescued over 600, 600 dogs. Right now, if you go buy the little bottle the little bottle of Tito's, it's got a sweater on it, and it says uh, vodka for dog lovers. It's got a cute little dog on front. Super, super cute. i got a, I got about six of those sweaters at my house right now. I like to go and get you know those bottles of Tito's at my local liquor store. Um, they just started doing that in October, so I've done pretty good. I had to get my gear. You know what I'm saying? I might dress up one of my chihuahuas one day in a little Tito's sweater. But get your Tito's on today, and there's one other thing about dogs. Since I'm bringing this up, I got so many Hardenwood stories. I got to bring this up with Zach Boyd. Zach, do you know why you should not give edibles to dogs? Yeah, they spaz out just like humans. Like <laughs> mm. It's about the same, right? Well, two reasons. One, dogs who can like drink water out of, that's been sitting there on the ground and they can sniff poop and not throw up and they like nasty things. They can't eat chocolate and they can't eat cannabis. They're both toxic to the dogs but also dogs don't handle it very well a lady thought her rottweiler was being a little was anxious <laughs> now when i'm anxious and i eat an edible it does calm me down right. and it probably does it for that lady yeah but she gave one to her dog and she thought this was going to be smart well about 30 minutes later her dog was eating her huh wait oh yeah rottweiler destroyed mm. her mm. oh yeah bad She'll never look the same, and the dog will never, ever do anything again because they had to euthanize that junt. So this is a very important mm. PSA to all you people out there. Never feed your dog any edibles. Like how – like how – And by the way, don't blow smoke in its ear either. They don't – like getting a dog high is not cool. Like how – like how – like – how much are we talking about, like, edible-wise? Like, like she we... gave 10 milligram edible to uh, probably, like, a, f- I don't know. How much is a lot, by the way? Like, 40, 50 pounds or something? Can you break it down, like, in child's language? Like, I, I, don't, know um, what, I don't know what that means. Okay, I would suggest you only take 5 milligrams for your first time. Okay. I will take usually, like, for me, if I want to get down, I'll take 30 to 50 milligrams. Okay, so it's like a big... But 10 is perfect. Like, 10, you come into work, you're good, man. It's just kind of chill, just kind of relax you. But if you want to get bucked... That's when he goes and yeah, jumps to go 50. Up. Ah, yeah, do me a favor, people. I, don't do that. I've been doing yeah. this for a long, long time. <laughs> he is a he is a trained professional. I was a judge in the Cannabis Cup twice. <laughs> really? Like, well, who, like where? where was this? In Amsterdam. 
Really? Mm-hmm. So you actually flew out to Amsterdam for that? Yeah, we used to have the hub here uh, in Memphis. It was the hub to uh, Amsterdam. Bam. Oh. Direct flight. Didn't know that. Very, very cheap. Man, I grew up in some good times. Bro. Yeah, I <laughs> some really good times. But right now, I feel like there's great times in Memphis, and it's around this Tiger basketball team because hope springs eternal. You just you love it. And everything I saw last night, like Jaquan Walt, Walton looks like that dude. Um, I mean, I, I'm just telling you, I was – the game, I'm not going to say – I mean, it's the first game of the year. Stansberry's on the sideline. You don't even see Penny. But, man, Nick Jordan looks like that dude. Jonathan Pierre, I think, is going to be awesome. I was looking and thinking to myself, uh, oh, man, Jordan Brown, dope hair. But, damn, you got some game, son. You can pull down tons of boards. Yeah. I, I just like the fact that this team also can make open shots and hit threes consistently. Remember last year, it was just – it was Dre and KD and get the hell out the way. <laughs> it was pretty much It was move. Get out the way. And he's just hoping that the other guys came in and kind of made some, made some shots or get on like a little bit of a heater to kind of bring some balance to that. Um, yeah, no, last night, last night was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun to see the Tigers back in action again. It was a lot of fun for those who were there. If you were watching it on ESPN Plus, oh, ESPN it was a Plus, mess. they're owned by Disney, right? Yes. Hey, Disney, ESPN Plus, uh, how you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> Some BS, bro. Yeah, that was a miss last night. I, I think I think Mickey forgot to pay his Wi-Fi bill last night. Damn, because it was yeah, it was. Going I know a lot of people last night were checking and thinking they were they were their Wi-Fi was screwed up. They screwed everything up. But no, um, yeah, Mickey not paying the Wi-Fi bill. I like yeah. that. I like he, that. He didn't pay the bill last night. Well, it was going on and off, so I don't, uh, he he might have paid partial. I'll put it that way. But but overall, but with, you know. With, with the action that we were able to see, you know, you, you can see again, like, and I and we we've been talking about this in all season. Been talking to Bryant as well. Like, you can see that when it's like it doesn't matter who's on the floor. Everybody is tall and long, a long athletic, and so it's just it's you know it's just it's kind of refreshing to see like. You can sub out a Jaquan and you can sub out a Caleb Mills, but then you can go with. Uh, a Jaden or Ashton or um, or Jonathan Pierre, and it's like it's not Shoot, the little guy. Jonathan Young looks like he's gonna be a little yeah. Jalen, I mean, listen, I was I wasn't sure if Jalen was gonna get any playing time this year. I knew he was gonna be some. I knew he was gonna play backup, but you know the way he was defending on, mm-hmm. along the perimeter, I was like, yeah, he fits exactly what Penny Hardaway wants as as a person knows. Uh, was a point of attack defense out on the perimeter, like he fits exactly the the type of player. So I was like, I was like, yeah, he kind of he kind of oddly enough reminds me of a left handed Alex Lomax. Ah, uh, oddly <laughs> enough, oddly enough, he reminded me of Lomax and and his defense. So I think so far in game one against Jackson State, I thought it went really good. There's still some stuff they got to clean up, uh, but. I thought they 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 showed their length. They showed the defensive versatility. They showed offensively that they cannot, like you said, knock down shots, move the ball around the perimeter. Like so, it's just a matter of just stacking these games and improving as the season going along. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. I, I feel good about this. Uh, Missouri is the next game on their on their schedule uh, on Friday, but <clears throat> there was a point in that ball game when 
it was just Jaquan Walt, Walton show because oh, everybody yeah. else was screwing up. I mean, my man Jones last night, like we love some David Jones. In fact, he went four for seven from three point line, stroked mm-hmm. some stocks. But he came out and struggled early in that ball game. Yeah, um, did not look kind of like himself. And also the other thing that was freaking me out for a minute is what was our problem last year? We couldn't make free throws and we turned the ball over. That stuff drew me absolutely crazy last year. Well, in the first half, poor free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. Six for ten from the free throw line in the first half. Second half, nine for thirteen. Plus, in the first ten minutes of the game, they had ten turnovers. In the final twenty minutes of the game, they only had six. So, Big time improvement right there. Yeah, and that was just throughout the game. Uh, and again, it's the first game of the year. Don't want to get overhyped. I'm just more hyped of the potential that I see on the court. Yeah, and then, like you said, you funny enough, you brought up the turnover numbers because it was like that's the reason why they were able to get out to that big lead in the second half and pretty much put the game away because they stopped turning the ball over. They made they're you know they're very careful, very precise of passing the ball now. A lot of that was because Jackson State did go into a zone at some point in that second half, so it did slow down the Tigers in all on offensive sets. But I mean, in transition, yeah, no, they were able to get deflections and get out in transition, three on one, two on one, fast breaks, and you know, let athletes beat athletes at that point. So. And they're also going to be better at finishing. They'd had so many bunnies that they missed oh, last yeah. night, just a little bit too strong off the glass, or just a couple that I was just like, damn, how'd you miss that? Like, yeah. how did you miss that? Yeah. <laughs> and there was the dunk early in the game. I can't remember who it was. Oh, I think it was he did Jackson. Get the free throw. He needed to get the free throw line. Yeah, that was Walton. Oh, okay. was the very beginning of the game when he he did a little thing, a little sidestep, and he went right to the rack, and he went up and bam, it went yeah. so hard off there. But he got fouled. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you when it come to this Tiger basketball team, um, Malcolm Dandridge. Very. How do I say this? Hmm. A lot of Memphis fans are not the biggest Malcolm fans. Like I was at the Brookhaven last year. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine was there, and he's kind of a smart aleck, he would say. And uh, Landers <laughs> was up there just doing something, and he's like, oh, what's up, Landers, da 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 talking to so-and-so. And, and then he looks over, and he's like, hey, did you drive him here? <laughs> and he knew it was Malcolm joking around, like, bruh. Uh, and then just walked off. I was like, man, that was kind of cold-blooded. Every time Malcolm did something good last night, I would hear from Tiger fans, yay, but you still aren't my favorite player. But last night, man, he – I mean, you, there's nothing you can complain about him. Yeah. He's healthy. He looks in shape. He doesn't look like he's huffing and puffing when he crosses the line from running down. And again, he he knew his role. Yeah, and that's and that was always the biggest thing because, you know, I think last year Malcolm started most of the games last year, if I'm not mistaken. So – and again, like like I was initially, I was on that train as well. I, I wouldn't say he I wasn't he wasn't my favorite player, but it was like okay, like at some point it's, it's just going to click for Malcolm, and, and it, it took, just never did. It just never did, and so and so it took it took Leon Davis two four seven sports took him to explain it to say hurt. He wanted to you know he wanted to you know try to get healthy. He wanted to get back to that player, but injuries kind of set him back. And then when he got into the portal, it was like he was trying to look for a fresh start. But in his heart, he wanted to be a Memphis Tiger. And then that pretty much gave me the sense of like, okay, like, yeah, like, was did did he live up to the potential that we thought he that that he thought he should have been when he left East High School? Probably not. But 
at six foot nine, six eight, two what two fifty at least. At least, big body has college basketball experience. Six nine listed two sixty. So yeah, we're damn so, close. So like like you can't have enough of those dudes, and especially on this team where you like going into the season, you only had Nick Jordan and uh, Jordan Brown because Tafali Leonard was ineligible and we were and it was just up in the air on DeAndre. So it was at some point like you had to sit and think to yourself, it was like, okay, well, since every big man that we're not well, since since we're not going after all the other big men, it's like why not just bring Malco back? Come let him come out the bench. He could play a reserve role. He could do that. I know and we saw it last night. He had a solid I, I forgot what his stat line was. But five for five, Malcolm was last night. So he had ten points. Yeah, he had ten points. Um, I know he blocked. He had a block. Yeah, couple blocks already in the game. Uh, grab. What about? He only had a hand, he only had a handful of rebounds. Though. Yeah, only so a like, handful. Yeah, you know, four or five rebounds. So I think like in a reserve role, that's like like that is good for Malcolm because I think that he can be serviceable in that way. You don't have to depend on him and lean on him like so much to be that. You know that. Oh, he's that, he, he just needs to go out there and get that dirty on because again, it's not just Malcolm that you have now down there. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, that big boy Brown. Brown. What can Brown do for you, man? I yeah. think Brown's gonna be able to do a lot. And then if he, and then if and if they gotta go super small ball, you can throw Nick Jordan at the five, put David Jones at the four, or Jonathan Pierre at the four, and, and you can still do what you do, dude. They still, by the way, this team is many guys can actually hit a three pointer. They could. They, they can literally and, sp- and you got spread it out. who can get to the rack quinterly and get to the right. I mean, they got some athletes, they got some shooters, and they got some big bodies. I love the the mix. But again, how many times have you ever seen the Tigers team shoot over thirty nine percent from the three point line? It's been a while. Yeah, and they they hit eleven threes last night, and that's something that makes me feel damn good. And Walton's yeah. stroke was a lot, but I mean, damn, that boy's got a stroke. <laughs> I know. And the last the last thing on Malcolm again, Memphis kid, man. Like I like. I'm not gonna say no to a Memphis kid that wants to play for for the city's university. Like I'm not gonna say no to that kid at all. Like he's welcome to play. So if so if you can find a role for him, which he clearly has coming off the bench for Malcolm, like I think I think he'll be fine. I did too. I saw also Jonathan Pierre last night. He only played nine minutes, only scored two points. But I noticed him. Man, he is long, he is athletic. Yeah. I, like he, man, I, th- th- this bench is so damn deep, <laughs> right? I mean, you got Mills right. now coming off the bench. At least last night, Hardaway's coming off the bench. You got Taylor, Pierre, Hardaway, Brown. I mean, that's that's a starting lineup in a lot of places. Yeah, and and you got all those guys in your what ten man rotation that Penny Pryor likes to play ten mm-hmm. man. And then you're not talking Shoot, about with the, with a with a team this deep, man. I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna say this, man. I almost want to go 40 minutes of hell, man. Lock them up, you know, bring them back in. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, you got the bodies, mm-hmm. and then if you if you got to throw a couple of freshmen out there, you could throw JJ, you could throw Carl out there as well. You could do something like that. I'm not against it. Maybe maybe they might they might they might have to pull that out at some point this season, and I'm and I'll be. And I'll be I'll be for that for sure. I will say Ashton, um, 
God, I don't want to speak ill of anybody. It was you know, it was a good game. Ashton was a little underwhelming. You could tell he was a freshman. Freshman, last night. first game, first nerves. game, nerves. Yeah, he, he, you could tell. But it. from everything I've heard from you, from Terry Davis, from all the people around this program, they say that you know, I'm talking about Walton Stroke. They say he's got a hell of a three point shooter, shot. straight shooter. That's all. That's all that kid knows. Like, like he's the best. He's the best out of the three. Like between his dad and Jaden, he's the best out of the three. Like that kid can shoot the ball, and, and better than Alo, he's a kid too. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot. It's his, <laughs> his adopted son, Alo. But yeah, no, like Ashton, like again, first game jitters, man. That's now, all. That's all. His first game jitters, being a part of a rotation. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be fine once he kind of settles in a little bit. Because like all freshmen, unless unless you just you have that dog in you. Like like you're gonna you're gonna have a slow start to to a season, especially against higher level talent than you played against in high school. And Javon Quinterly last night, I didn't mean I think he's gonna be great. I really do. He didn't have I mean it's he didn't pop last night. No. Like I and I know he's going to pop. Yeah. I know like like Javon Javon will pop out when he needs to. Like I think last night it was just all right. Let's get the team involved, knock down some open shots if you have them. Just, but mainly just making sure that the team is in its right sets, move the ball around. I know I know Javon can can go large at any point. I know he I know he can get on the heater. So it was so it's only a matter of time for him. Mm-mm. It's only a matter of time for him. But if David and, and Jaquan wants to. Wants to lead the team in scoring. It's like by all means, go ahead, man. <laughs> as long as long as it leads to wins, like I, that's all that matters. Man, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked again. Like I said, we got Missouri this week. Um, the one big one though is when Penny does come back. Battle for Atlantis is yeah. right around there. You get Michigan. Penny's going to be back. Team's going to be kind of rounding about their schedule this year. I mean, I, I mean by the end of this month, realistically, if they go ham. And they start winning a lot of games. You drop Missouri, you drop Michigan, you have a great showing in the battle for Atlantis. This yeah. is a team that could be ranked by the end of this month. Yeah, it could be. could be. It's possible. Especially with, uh, like, Michigan State losing to <laughs> James Madison. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, 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 tell you, I tell you what. Now, what, what a heck of a run James Madison Athletics is having this year. Man. Like, you knock off Michigan State, and now your football team's in the top 25? Like. And undefe- I think they're undefeated, right? I think so. In fact, I need to pull that one up. In fact, because so, I, I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, James Madison football is not one not, that I, I pay a whole lot of attention to. It's not in my lexicon. but I, mean, it's, I know Liberty's up there. James Madison, they're all the way up to 21st in the country. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's setting up like it's setting up perfectly for the Tigers to kind of come in, establish their dominance early. Because again, like like you said, once the battle landings hits, when well, once that once that ends, you got Ole Miss on the road to VCU, on the road to Texas A and M, fifteenth ranked mm-hmm. Texas A and M. You got Clemson and Ole Miss home. and the Chris Beard thing is yeah. Good. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to be damn good. I think they're going to be a lot better than people right. expect, especially if they get Musa Cisse cleared and the other kid. I can't remember who's still waiting for the NCAA to make their decision. Yeah, and you have you know Virginia Cavaliers, Tony Bennett, Bennett Virginia Cavaliers. Obviously, played Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt was really good last year too. So you you got a you got a big slate of your non conference games mm-hmm. coming coming up right after the battle for Atlanta. So if you get a good showing, and you know I think North Carolina is in a battle of Atlanta's field, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Villanova and North Carolina. Villanova. And, so you got both of those programs. So 
I mean, it's setting up to where, like, if you if they really take care of business, that's a lot of blue in that damn tournament, isn't it? <laughs> if you no, want North Carolina, Memphis, and Michigan, I mean, it's still maize and blue. If you want to consider yourself a blue blood, this is the this is what damn this this is this is a the part of the schedule that you got to have a good showing at. And this you got to have gotta it. Do. So, I think I think so far again, like I said, first game, we'll see what the, we'll we'll see what Missouri looks like. Uh, when they go up to Missouri this Friday, but I think they can they can rattle off some wins, get some good wins at home, even knock get some uh, get get a couple road wins to kind of uh, strengthen that schedule. Those uh, uh, was it yeah, strengthen that schedule up a little bit for them. I think they they can make some noise. This team's going to the Final Four. I, I will. I can't listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. I'm true blue. I, I like I will. I will wear my true blue glasses with the wig. You know, I have some of the fans have the mm. wigs, the, uh, the blue wigs. I'll. I'll have my pom poms ready. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna give. I'm not projecting final four. Oh no. I'm just. But I I'm, say I'm being just Tiger fan and excited. As I, know. I know. I know. It's I, early. And I'm I want to like like trust me deep down. I want to say like final four, like final four, but. I think realistically, right they, now though, like, just give me to the Sweet Sixteen. They I can promise get, you, I'll dance. This team, this team can win two games in the NCAA tournament to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, I think they can. Before I get off the Tigers, I got to switch gears a little bit because I got to talk about their football team. How's Seth Hennigan? Um, day, he's listed as day to day, day to day. Wait and see. Um, you know, it, do you even worry about that it, it, when they're because they're playing Charlotte? Not as much, but I am curious to see. What Tevin Carter looks if he gets the opportunity to play. Now I know he, I know he hasn't had a lot of playing time the last couple of years being the backup uh, to Seth, but he adds he has a different dimension to the offense yeah, because he, he can move. He can he's a he's a scrambler. Now he could throw the ball. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he can't throw the ball. He could throw the ball, but he can move with him and Watson in the backfield. That's a lot of damn speed. Yeah, you can do you could do more RPO stuff with him. Now, ideally, you don't want to put your quarterback in harm's way, but he's athletic enough, he's skilled enough to kind of run those different types of actions, and you can still be productive. Now, Brian, I know I, I'm curious to know from you, like what did what are your thoughts on on Carter? Because because I know because I know a lot of people they they're curious to know about you know whether Carter should should start against Charlotte. Even 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 at some point during the season, I think they were screaming for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Carter's a good player. Um, obviously, uh, highly regarded out of high school. Had some good offers uh, at Georgia Tech. Um, I think Ole Miss was in there a little bit. Um, was an Elite 11 guy. So, I mean, a guy that, that uh, can certainly sling the rock. Um, Charlotte's got a, a good defensive line that you never know if they're going to show up or not. Sometimes they look good. Sometimes they don't look very good. Um, I would say... That they're not going to look good this weekend, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if Tevin Carter goes out there, I have faith in him. Um, but uh, I just, I just think they have more faith in Seth right now with what he's done this past couple of years, being kind of that that starter. But I think you've got a really good backup in Tevin Carter, who I think at some point can be your starting quarterback. Yeah, and that's kind of, and that's kind of what I think too, because I think, I think because Seth has been in his lineup long enough mm-hmm. that they have confidence in him, kind of just getting the job done. So I heard this was back when I was uh, covering the team um, that in the off season they do this thing at Memphis where. Every day, I don't remember if it's spring practice or if it's like fall training camp, they give every player a grade every single day of practice. They give every single player a grade. 
I heard when Seth Hennigan was a freshman, he got perfect scores every single practice. And when it, Grant Gannell was going to be, everyone wanted Grant Gannell to be the starter. Everyone thought he was going to be the starter. And then he got injured, and all the coaches were like, well, this is a great opportunity. This guy's a better quarterback. We need, to, we need to play him, and so that's when he started. So it sounds like everything – it was fall camp. Johnny, who's a, a football manager, he's telling me it was fall camp. So it sounds like, I mean, he came in day one um, and looked like the better quarterback over everybody. So I think, they, I think they've loved this guy ever since he stepped on campus, and, and he's their guy. Yeah. I like it. Now i got to switch gears to the Grizzlies. Derek Rose, we hadn't heard anything, and it's been about, what, six, seven days. They said he was going to miss at least a week. Have you heard anything about his knee and the injury update? No, not. I haven't heard anything. Me um, neither. I just, you know. I mean, I, you can't find anything. No, no, you can't. You're probably not, unless unless they're, they, they're giving an update. But, I mean, if it's, if it's just knee soreness, let's just... Leave it at knee soreness. Let's not. I don't. I don't, don't want to wish any. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see an injury report saying like he might have to have surgery or something like. That. We're not. We're not. We're not thinking that. We're, we don't want to bring that up. But yeah, knees have been a pain in the ass for the Grizzlies. I mean, Stephen Adams knee. Yeah. Dang. Man. Tillman. Tillman has knee soreness mm-hmm. right now. So we're just. We're, we're just hoping right now. Derrick Rose is just. Just soreness. He just need a break because he hasn't played a lot in the last year. Of like actual meaningful basketball mm-hmm. games, so just general knee soreness. Let him rest, get him back on the floor. I think it'd be fine. She was like ten, eleven years ago is when he uh, had that terrible ACL knee. I know, injury. man. Golly, I know, I know. Gosh, that was that was brutal. Now, um, we got to take a quick time out, Zach. Um, tell everybody what you got going on, where they can find you, and all the good stuff you're working on. Yeah, Rack City Zach on Twitter. Also, I work with the new Tri-State Defender, so you can follow them on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Twitter, especially on TSD Memphis, uh, or X, or Twitter, whatever. I don't know. I sometimes like X. I sometimes I, I always say uh, somebody <laughs> tweeted, but sometimes I'll say, did you see on X? But I never say that person X'd. Like, they still tweet. Damn, that's that's weird. It's just weird. It's very weird. Life is <laughs> life is weird. It's like yeah, like I just exed you. I'm like, why you cut me off, man? Like, what are you talking about? Chill out, chill out, Zach. <laughs> what are you talking chill about? Out. Like, all right, we got Hardwood on the other side, Zach. Uh, you might want to listen to this. I got an Eagles coach who wears a G string. Oh, yeah, cries. I know where twenty billion dollars in treasure is. It's going to be raised from the sea floor. I can't get it though. Okay, um, Nicholas Cage, dude. Twenty billion dollars in gold, bro. Like, how 300 years ago did they get 200 tons on that damn boat? Hey, man. Man, I'm excited, John. I'm excited man, for hardwood, pyramid, dog. If the pyramids were, were built, they if, just they, must if they figure out how to build the pyramids, then. then I'm, I'm more sure they figure out how to put about 300 tons of gold on a ship somewhere. So, Mm-mm-mm. Well, we're going to take a quick time out again. Hardenwood is on the other side. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. 
Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Johnny Hill. Big thanks again to Zach Boyd on the other side. We talk Tigers, we talk Grizzlies, and oh, so much more. And earlier, we talked to David Cobb about some college football, a little college basketball. I talked a little NFL earlier. We've been kind of busy, man. Just, you know, just a little bit busy. But now it's time to talk a little bit about, oh, Hardenwood, because it just feels so dead gum good. Everybody loves a little hardened wood almost as much as I love Tito's handmade vodka. The best vodka on planet Earth. You can go to your local liquor store and get it for $33.99, man. Uh, the big fat boy bottle. Bing, bang, boom. Life is always better with a little bit of Tito's. One thing I love about Ole Miss football games that kick at 11 o'clock, you know, I've always heard this. Have you, did you know that you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning? I have heard some like you that, can't John. do it. So those are, those are Ole Miss games give you an opportunity. Last Saturday, Bloody Mary Bar, Tito's Baby got started off the right way. And one of the best parts of waking up on a Saturday with an eleven o'clock football game is a little Tito's in your cup. Let's go to Hardenwood. Caught you off, uh, caught you off guard, didn't I? Oh, you've got to have the Hardenwood up, my man. <laughs> that sounds no, like he had it pulled up. He just didn't have it turned on. Oh, that's kind of like John. Uh, I don't know. Did you hear about Jerry Jones talking about glory holes this week? No, maybe. Now nobody knows how to John, talk I to me. John, I can't hear you. I don't have the headphones on. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Since you – never mind. I, it was because I said Hardenwood, you have to have it up. And I was talking about Jerry Jones talking about the good glory hole days. And he realized what he said when he was talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And he kind of chuckled and said, hey – uh, you got to love a good glory hole. So that was a Jerry Jones uh, eh, little little side hardwood before we actually get to it. Now let's go to hardwood. This is Access Hardwood. I think I just lost my hearing. I hope you did not either out there. Damn, that was rough. Now we're going to start with a little bit of football. This is a uh, this is a fascinating story. I don't know what's going on in this world, and I do understand, like, doing certain things that make you, like, you know, feel comfortable. Like, I'm all about being comfortable, but how can a G-string be comfortable on a man? Do you think a G-string would be comfortable on a man? I don't think it, it would can't be comfortable. Be, John. It can't be, man. It definitely can't be. I mean, there's a whole slew of issues, but a G-string must be lucky because... Now the Eagles, if you haven't heard about this, when they hosted the Cowboys this week and one of their coaches won the sideline, he bends over, gets the, you know, to help out, player comes to the edge or whatever, and he bends over, and then everybody gets to see my man's got pink thong panties on. No. No, for real, dude. Dude, the, he had some pink thong panties on. It was actually, it was might be red. Red, pink, I'm a little colorblind, I just know... He had it all. Chaz, I showed it to her. She's like, that's a damn thong. That's a damn thong. That's a big thong, but it's a thong. I mean, 
That's pretty wild. And then he came out and he, he kind of defended it and saying, oh, he what are you talking about? I don't wear well, I don't wear no thongs, man. Let me see your thong, the thong, 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 thong. That's a little insane, man. But he did say that, you know, um, he does feel like he's going to wear that pair of underwear the rest of the season because he feels like it brought him good luck. But, yeah, man. That's crazy. Coach for the Eagles. And he's not like their defensive coordinator or anything big, but my man coaches and he was on the sideline and – I don't know who he was, but I guarantee you one thing, he was wearing a thong. That's just it's just a little different, isn't it? Very different. Well, he know who he is. He know who he is. He's comfortable with his sexuality. Or he's comfortable in thongs. I say, yeah, yeah, he comfortable he's in thongs. He's comfortable in both. <laughs> he comfortable in both, man. Man, did you see where uh, Cam Newton was, uh, you know Cam Newton... He was, you know, talking about the good old times. Yeah, yeah, he was. I seen that. Um, he's doing his stuff. And, you know, Bryce Young, who threw two pick sixes last week, three interceptions for the game, two pick sixes. I mean, damn, right now I feel like Cam could come back and play better than he is right now, like even though he can't throw the ball anymore, so, so many injuries. But he was talking about when he first came back, when he first got drafted, number one overall, he heads on over to the Carolina Panthers, and uh, they ask him what number he wants to wear. Well, he wore number two at Auburn and won a natty. He'd always been number two. He said he wanted to be number two. The problem was Jimmy Clausen was number two. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. I seen that. Hearing that Cam tell the story is hilarious. But he said that Jimmy Clausen, he's like, hey, he lobbed him a call and said, hey, man, uh, how do I get that number two from you? And he's and, and Clausen was like, man, simple, man. You just got to pay. I mean, a thousand bucks. $5,000. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. That's reasonable. For a number. It's, yeah. What do you think the number was that Jimmy Clausen came back with? He probably said about 15. Nope. He said, you give me a million dollars and I'll give you the number. A million? A million. Cam came back to him and was like, oh man, stop joking around. Stop joking. And then he tried to negotiate with him. And he's like, all right, I'll do it for 750000 Cam Newton told him to... Bleep off, basically. Yeah. But, man, he's like, man, he's like, Jimmy. And, by the way, he did say that him and Jimmy are cool now. He did say that, you know, he he's he's a piece of ish for trying to charge him that much. But he said they cool now. Um, but, damn, man, he told him to kiss his you-know-what. I just can't. I mean, the. That's crazy, though. The goal you have yeah, to Yeah, that's say, crazy. All right, $750,000. I mean, I know that athletes make a lot, but it's he's but on he's a rookie on the, contract, yeah. and I know he was the number one overall pick. But bro, he's it ain't like he's just sitting there, sitting on a you know couple million milli, just chilling right there in his you know fresh new bank account. Yeah, so like that was a lot unreasonable, bro. And Cam had the right, bro, to you know check him about that. I would have been picked. I would have been ticked. I would have been ticked too, especially you know I'm the number one pick coming in too. So you know, like, come on, this about to be my show. So you might as well give me that number two. I'm willing to pay. So not, uh, I'm just not willing to pay that much. Well, yesterday during the uh, last night during the game, I don't know if you heard earlier in the show that I was telling uh, Aaron Rodgers to quit being a snake oil salesman. I liked it. Um, quit. Being a dead gum pain in my my keister, I'm tired of listening to you. I'm here to watch some football. I needed the Jets to do some scoring. Talk and you're that distracting. Talk. 
And he knows that all those cameras and the microphones are on the field. You know that he knows he, this. He's playing the media like he always Man, do, he's man. like walks out, doesn't have no crutches, ain't walking with a limp, go down there, starts throwing the football. After the game, goes and hugs uh, Derwin James. Yeah, hugged him. Derwin's like, hey, man, when you coming back? And he says, a couple weeks. He said two. He said two weeks. He said two. Well, now people are saying, you know, like, you know, kind of, I guess they jumped on him. And, the, and they asked doctors, and a couple of doctors have come out and said there's no way that he'll be ready in a couple of weeks. Um, a ruptured Achilles takes nine months to recover. He did this just 57 days ago, okay? Yeah. Like, there's just, I mean, I understand that he's built different. Or he's just an, um, a cyborg or DMT and ayahuasca are helping him heal. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would be healthy right now, and I think my foot's broken. Um... But now he came out and they asked him again today, and he basically goes on this damn and it, it wasn't what's his name's little podcast. But now he's coming out and saying, "No, I'm 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 healing at a record pace. I really? truly believe I have a real chance to not to to be back this year." He also says, I, "I'm going to come back by far faster than anyone who's ever come back from this. Uh, don't doubt me. All right, I ain't going to doubt you. Whatever." But how about you stop, like, getting all on the field and being, like, the center of attention? And how about you tell uh, Nathaniel Hackett to quit talking to you on the sideline and start talking to his quarterback, Zach Wilson, and maybe get him out of the middle of the pocket. Maybe get him out on the edges and let him use his legs. Maybe let him throw the ball on the run because he's already running for his damn life because that offensive line is terrible. Cut Adam Lazard. He's dropped more balls than, than he's caught this year. He's terrible. He is. He is not. He's not. He is not performing to his capabilities. So, like, and like you said, like the whole Zach Wilson thing is is tragic because they're not putting him in position to succeed, man. No, they. They're not putting him in no position. So, like, all this criticism going against him, but also the offense, offensive line need to do their job, and also his OC need to put him in the right position. Man, I'm with you on that one. And then last night also, another thing from that football game that really caught me off track. Like, like really, I was like, what the – like, what am I watching? Where Where is this going? You got Eli, you got Peyton, and then you got the governator, the Tominator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Comes in and a donkey's living in his house, man. That's crazy. What in the hell? His pet donkey comes up and man, he was talking to his donkey like they had a very intimate relationship. You lie, hey Bro. man. Hey, normally I watch th- that that broadcast, but I didn't even see that, man. Dude, that was that's insane. He talking to his donkey is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, would talk to his uh, donkey named Lulu who lives in his house, and uh, yeah. Man, that Bruh. is crazy. Like, there's got to be, like, some issues with having a donkey living in your house. Like, when it goes to the bathroom, does it have a do- donkey window? Like, like uh, dogs can just go in and out? I guess he just walks it, John. So I guess. I don't know, just man. Just walks the donkey. <laughs> Instead of walking the dog, you walking the donkey. Man. I mean, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big animal person, but I just, I don't think a donkey living in the crib would probably be... Like, donkeys don't smell good, bro. They smell terrible. Like... <laughs> Hey, I, I, I know you've been to the Memphis Zoo, man. Yes. Hey, hey man. The one that's the stinkiest animals at the Memphis Zoo are actually not animals. They're birds. Those damn flamingos who just sit there and pee on themselves. Those are the most stank animals in the history of the world. Yo, I ain't going to lie, bro. You you, you might have to be right about that, man. I, I haven't been to the Memphis. I've been to the Memphis Zoo. 
man, and I'm originally from Mississippi, but I went there, bro, and they are terrible smell, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, whenever my grandkids, terrible. somebody's, I got to go do a little Memphis zooing, I'm like, y'all don't need to go see those flamingos. They stank. They smell terrible, dog. They're nasty. They're nasty. And other things not to do to your animals, I said a little bit about this earlier. Sadly, a, a lady who loves her animals, but obviously didn't know a little science behind what she was uh, doing. So, animals and people are different. Or, I mean, dogs and people are different. Again, a dog can go sniff another dog's poo, and they just are like, yeah, 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 what's up with that? If I went near it, I'm going to throw up because I got a weak stomach. Yeah. Dogs drink water. Like, it's just got done raining. They'll be outside running around, and all of a sudden, they'll just be, like, licking out of a pool of nasty water. Because they kind of nasty. Yeah, they are. I mean, I love them. I'm, they're my dogs, but they do those kind of things. But they can't eat chocolate. Did you know that? You can't feed your dog chocolate. It's I not good for them. I heard about that. I heard about that. And you can't feed your dog cannabis. See, that's a little crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know what what would possess man. Well, I, I do. I understand her logic behind it because she says she deals with anxiety. Really? And to to deal with her anxiety, she takes edibles. I get that completely. Okay. Edibles okay. are they they calm me down. I can tell you that much. And she's going through a divorce. Okay. She said that it. She felt like it had put her. It has, it has given her Rottweiler anxiety. His name was Blue. Yeah. Um, Blue's not with us anymore because, well, the lady gave him as one ten milligram edible. And it didn't help the dog's anxiety. In fact, the dog turned into Cujo. Do you know who Cujo is? No, I don't oh, know who you Cujo is. so young. I don't know who Cujo is. Who is that? It's a dog you don't want to find out. <laughs> I'm going to put you on that flick. Uh, Cujo, that dog turned into Cujo, and basically she had to run through the house, somehow got away, locked herself in a, in a, in a, in a room, and called 911. The cops said when they got there, there is blood all over the house. And there was a very violent dog there. So, people, weed might calm you down, but it ain't going to calm your dog down. Now, somebody's going to text that in That is here. crazy. Somebody's already texted in because I said, also, don't blow pot in your dog's ear. Because according to this you article, pot should. is not dog's THC is not something... It's like toxic to their bodies. Yeah, it is. Now, well, if you blow in your dog's ear, will you get him high? Yeah, you will. But again, he's got a little brain. Don't be doing that. Don't be feeding your dog edibles. Don't be smoking weed with your dogs. And don't you touch the dial. We got bets on the other side. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Hanging out with my good peeps, man. I got a little Johnny Hill on the other side. Bryant Dacus. Big thanks to Zach Boyd. 
David Cobb. Everything's been beautiful. David Cobb gave us one bet earlier, and I like it. Auburn's playing Baylor tonight. Auburn, I think, is very good. One-point favorite. Not only does David Cobb like them, but so does Greg Peterson, and so does Johnny Radio. And you know what that means? Everybody, go ahead and take you a little chunk out because we're going to play Auburn Tigers basketball against Baylor. Best game on TV tonight by far. Pound that junt inside. Now, we're also... I'm a little fired up. You know we got action tonight. Tuesday, Ball State, Northern Illinois at 6 o'clock. That's on the CBS Sports Network. ESPNU got Central Michigan playing Western Michigan. Now, not only do you have that, but it's 630 of Ohio and Buffalo. Now, Ohio, I love Rourke. Their little quarterback, Rourke, is just bad to the bone. Problem is, my man gets knocked out. All the dead gum time. He he gets injured. The only thing is, if my man Rourke plays, life is usually good for uh, Ohio. If he doesn't, it's kind of like last week. They just got blasted by Miami of Ohio. Now, Rourke played in that game, threw on 313 yards, had a touchdown. They're playing Buffalo tonight, who you watched Buffalo in action last week. They have a very average defense, a very bad offense, and I feel like laying seven and a half, that hook kind of makes you a little bit nervous. It makes you a little bit nervous. I don't think so tonight with the Buffalo. I know Buffalo is at home against Ohio Bobcats. I think Rourke goes out there on TV, has a huge, huge game. They got Buffalo got blasted by Toledo the last time that they played, and that was on um, Halloween. Well, Ohio hadn't played since the 28th, few extra days of rest, a little bit healthier, and they're just the better football team. I don't mind laying seven and a half. Go with the road team, Buffalo Bills, or no, Buffalo Bulls. Yeah, they're the Bulls. Buffalo Bulls get blasted today, so I, I really like that one as well. Now, we got no NBA action, man. Yeah, no NBA action. No NBA action. And we just started that whole tournament every Tuesday and Friday. It's supposed to be there. But don't worry, we got NBA action tomorrow. Your Memphis Grizzlies are going to be right here at the crib taking care of business. They play the Heat. And last night, the Heat spoiled the Lakers business. I mean, LeBron James, this Lakers team now is 3-4 and four on the season. Uh-oh. Um, trouble in, in, in Laker town? I don't know. It, it's also very, very early, but there's definitely trouble for the Grizzlies, who are 1-6 on the season. Hopefully they can get off the snide because, believe it or not, this line tomorrow night looks very fishy. Right now you got Miami, who is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over your Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies at home, only minus one-and-a-half. They have not won at home this year. They're 0-3, man. They're 0-3 at the house. You know how people like to get bucked down there at FedEx Forum. Yeah, it's a little it's very disappointing right There's now. There's a thing, man. by the way, huge difference in the Tiger crowd and a Grizzlies crowd. Facts. Yes, it is. You know Big what I'm difference. Saying? Big difference. My buddy Anthony saying, I don't know if you know him, he said uh a Grizzlies crowd compared to a Tigers crowd. He said a Tigers crowd is closer to the eight AM service at Bellevue. <laughs> and he's like, I like it. And uh, I can't remember, but the Grizzlies crowd is more like um, basically just getting buck. Buck with whoop, it. Whoop that trick. Yeah, 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 trick. yeah, John. So uh, they're having some fun. So uh, tomorrow night, get on down to FedEx Forum again. Your Tigers got a big victory last night, beating Jackson State. Their next game is Friday against Missouri. They won 94 77. Five Tigers were in double figures. It was great. I hope you have a great Tuesday. For Johnny Hill, I'm John Harden. Get out there, make the world a better place. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace.